Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, episode number 291. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local. So from what I understand, you and I have both been stinking busy this week. <laughs> yeah, that's to put it put it put it uh, mildly for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. It's good, right? It's overwhelming, yeah. but what the heck. As I always tell I always tell people when they complain, it's better than being bored. Yeah. It it gives makes us uh, really value our weekends. <laughs> you get weekends? What? That's kind of weird. Oh, that must be one of those benefits of owning your own business. I get it. Yes, I mean, yes, of course. Yeah, we get the most time off. <laughs> oh, geez. All right. Well, we're going to have to keep our show to 30 minutes today, right on. So let's uh, jump right into this. Now, uh, yeah, there's a lot today. Uh, so, Google, there's lots of news actually about testing. Uh, we, we talked about that last episode, how uh, Google does test a lot, and there's a lot of guys in our industry that are keeping an eye on this sort of stuff. Um, well, Google is testing a new local ad carousel in mobile search results. So, uh, if those aren't familiar with it, a carousel uh, essentially allows you to switch uh, to various results uh, horizontally. So, what they've done is they've put a, a, a local ad carousel, so ads for any kind of local business, and you can you can then choose another one and, and slide sideways. Meanwhile, below are still more paid ads in the standard AdWords look. And this is on mobile. Man, they're yeah. trying to cram that space. It's amazing. Yeah, that, that screen cap they showed in the article on the SEM post, basically there was no organic listing on at all that I could see. It was all either the carousel or the paid ads below it. Do you, did, was, did, did it say how many ads are in that carousel? It's a good question. I don't think it did. I don't remember. Because that could be, because you think about it, you know, if, if they put 10 ads in a carousel and have two or two underneath it or so, that's a whole bunch of ads available to people before they ever get to the organic search. E, no, the only hint I can gather from this is that there might be just two because one of them shows fully. The other one only shows half of. So I wonder if you only have to pay, pay you know, you don't have to pay for click, right? So you only pay per click. So you're all good there. I was thinking you had to pay half per click. <laughs> a half a click, yeah. <laughs> um, it definitely isn't standing out as much. But I mean, you know, how do they? I mean, obviously they have to justify this to their bottom line. But I mean, I wonder what the old Sergey and Larry would have said to themselves now, or what if they saw this now? Because uh, you'd think they could at least put in one organic or two organic in there. They're getting a lot of ads in. 
Oh, that's what happens when you go public, right? Yeah. You got to answer to the you got to answer to the investors with that with their in their pocketbook. I wonder if they'd have kicked each other's ass. <laughs> they're they're probably on other letters of the alphabet other than G right now. <laughs> um, yeah, no doubt. So anyway, it's 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 a, it's yet more testing on adding more ads into our our mobile experience, um, and uh, I guess you're essentially going to have to go more than at least more than uh, a single swipe to get down any organic content, which is a shame. The money speaks. Okay, so uh, another bit here is uh, I just added this because I've, I actually read about this and I thought it was Could, kind of interesting. Because um, you didn't see where I had already added it in our notes. That's why you added it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yes, I read about this or I saw about it the other day. And I'm like, oh, we got to talk about that. And then I almost forgot. Um, and then you had for actually remembered. Anyway, um, well, why don't you posted it, so you go for it. So it's, it's really interesting. Uh Everybody knows that Google hires um, quality raters, and we all see the quality raters guideline that comes out when it comes out. There's a bunch of talk about it. We we all we talk about it on the show, and everybody analyzes what's different from the last time. So the quality raters are really a, an important part of uh, how Google determines, you know, what works in their algorithm and what doesn't. And it just it just they just came out that Google pretty much slashed the amount of hours they give to the quality raters dramatically. So basically they've taken a bunch of them that were full-time. These are people that, that usually work from home. There's a company that employs most of them that Google contracts to do this. It's people who work from home that have disabilities, um, who um, just can't get out, or for whatever reason, they, they're, they're, they're moms who need to stay home with their kids. There's lots of reasons why people do this. Um, a lot of these people were full-time who are now had their hours slashed to the point where now they're only part-time and are going to have to go out and either get different jobs or additional sources of income or something. But Google very specifically told this company, hey, we need you to cut the hours dramatically. And they did. Um, so the question that's come up is, A, why? And B, what is this going to do long-term to search quality? Because it's really hard, actually, believe it or not, it's really hard to become one of these quality raters and, and maintain your quality rater, stat, uh, rater status. Um they, you know, Google is famous for its crazy employment tests, and they do some pretty strict testing for these these quality guide quality raters as well. So it's not, not something that they're going to be able to refill positions easily if people have to leave and go get other jobs. So um, nobody knows yet what's going to happen. I personally have a theory that they're doing this primarily because of the the the, the fact that they're relying much more on AI now. To, to do some of this kind of stuff that they were asking the quality raters to do. So it, it's interesting to see what's going to happen with this, for sure. Yeah, exactly. It does show a lot of confidence in their current system. Uh, personally, I don't think there's ever a point where a company that wealthy, uh, with that much resources, couldn't just keep this going. And I don't mean just for, for charity's sake. This is good data. I mean, there can't oh, be yeah. a possible, like, until things are perfect, why the hell don't they keep this going? I don't get it. If, if nothing else, they could use the the human quality raters to uh, measure the quality of their AI rating, or maybe they have been for a while, and it's so good that they realize they don't need the humans anymore. I don't know. <laughs> that just sounded <laughs> that's, so that's crazy. Got, that's yeah, exactly. It's got its own <laughs> scary uh, connotations, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, um, 
I just realized too, when I added that Google, uh, this particular story, I cut out a related story that was connected to the last one about the guard carousel. So Google has uh, added some detail, which shows the number of businesses in home service ads. So this is in paid uh, paid ads again. The reason I keep mentioning paid ads is frankly, this is pushing down local. And I do believe to a limited extent that we have a, 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 there's a good reason to mention it because I, we do both paid and, and, and um, organic at step forth because it is a good mating. You know, obviously, as we were just saying, in mobile, paid is important because it's the first thing you see for a whole, a whole screen length at least. Well, also in organic, you're going to have to get through that paid first. Well, in this case, they're showing, a, again, a carousel. It's a fixed carousel, so you won't be able to go scrolling aside, side by side. Three uh, locations. And then above it, this is the new part. It says 20 plus, in this case, locksmiths serving Los Angeles. So they're, they're giving some idea of how many more there are that you just can't see, which I think is a good idea. So, so here's my question. When I first saw that, that 20 plus... Is that the number of locksmiths in Los Angeles that are doing paid ads or the number that they have mm. in the category for local search? Very good question. Because that makes that a huge say? difference. Makes a huge difference. It does. I think it's paid. Yeah. I mean, I can't, yeah. Well, and the reason it's hard to figure it out because they say 20 plus. Does that mean between 20 or 30 or anything over 20, right? That's, could that be 273, right? Uh, <laughs> if it's yes. 273, it's probably not all the advertising. It is probably all the locksmiths in the LA. But if it's 27, that means it's probably just the ones that are advertising. I'm going to invite 20 plus people to your party tomorrow night. <laughs> be ready <laughs> who's oh, having a yeah. party how'd you find out about my party yeah, there you go yeah i know i it's know like i know guardian of the galaxy's viewing party <laughs> <laughs> that has already been released though hasn't it today actually today the day we're recording so so friday the fifth okay. i almost went to that yesterday because my app said it was already playing i'm glad well, i did some t- some some theaters were showing it Thursday night ahead of time, but not all. Oh, well, I also didn't want to get in lineups. No thanks. I'll wait a few days. You'd like to go first night? I'm not into that, but we do. But but it's it's great for us. I know we're we're digressing, but it's great for us because our theater has online purchases with assigned seats. So I, I can I, I bought my seats for this movie a week ago, and I know exactly where I'm sitting. No standing in line, and just walk up and go in right before the movie starts. So it's wonderful. That is cool. That is cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're never guilty of digressing, right? So, yeah, uh, never at all. Never, never. Okay, on that note, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, removing low quality content from sites. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to... Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. 
Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Cranberry, Cranberry Radio. We're everywhere. Find our shows on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere you download your podcasts. Pick out some new favorite podcasts now. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. All right. I know you wanted to do a jab here. Go for it. Well, it's not a jab. It's just it's a it's an opportunity for a conversation, right? Um, so we've we've t- we've talked about this a little bit in the past about removing low quality content from your site. And Mark Taylor had a really interesting post on the, the community about the fact that he just did this. He he starts it out by saying he just removed a hundred pages from his website, but don't take pity because he did it deliberately and went into some pretty decent detail about why he did it and what his th- thoughts were behind it. Ross, you and I had the conversation because you were re- when you were last redesigned your sites. We were tr- you were trying to st- you had a tough time deciding what to do with all that old content, and and I think there's a difference here between old content and um, low quality content. You know what I mean? I think that's that's where Mark was going, and that's what I usually think about when we're talking about removing pages from your site. What do you do with the low quality? Um, and it made me think. You know, if you're if you're thinking about doing this, what are some of the things you could should take into consideration, right? If you're thinking about following Mark's path from from the post, there's a number of things you got to think about. One is, do you just remove low quality content, or do you take some time and update it, right? Do you do you add more content? Do you do you bring it up to 300 or or it was 400 words, and you think that okay, this is not enough. Do I just add more, or do I delete it? And what would you do, Ross, because you went through this process, what did you do to decide whether to keep one and update it or just remove it completely? <laughs> I actually did exactly what I wouldn't recommend anyone do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. Yeah, yeah. so I, I was so busy that I, I just, I mean, it was too, we've been writing content since 2000. So I had so much content. It was ridiculous. It was ancient. I mean, history books. <laughs> kind of content you know so like you know what this is it was decent then it was news but it was breaking news kind of stuff not the things uh, that you would really consider um a resource in the future so uh, i what i would have desired to do i would have liked to have hired someone to help by just going through and figuring out how many of them have any kind of juice pointing to them how many of them seem to be worthwhile sprucing up again or uh directing to a specific page um, that's related to it. There's <laughs> so many mm-hmm. things I could have done. It could have been a massive project because there was thousands of pages. But I just, I just took those a few years and I simply um, removed them and redirected. I know. Wah. Oh man, you're, but you're, it would have taken hours. I had no time. I just. That I know. Was, yeah. You got you got to balance. You really do, especially when it's your own stuff. You got to balance where you well, put your resources. I, I can I guarantee it. you, none of them had enough content to make me aware of them because I do look at my analytics. So if they got anything, it was a trickle. So I wasn't worried about it. I had to weigh 
the, the time versus value. And I had this conversation with somebody earlier earlier this week, actually, and it was just one of the things that made me think about asking this on the show today, because they were they were saying, well, I'm going to look at my search traffic, or I'm going to look at my analytics and figure out which pages are driving traffic. Yeah. And to me, that's absolutely the wrong approach, right? Um, yeah, so if they're driving organic traffic already, that means they have some weight. Where, where you really want to update, where you really want to analyze are the pages that are not driving any traffic because they're considered low quality because they could benefit from those updates and actually start driving traffic. If there's a topic or a category of post that you should be getting traffic from but you're not because the, the page that you're hoping that's going to draw that traffic is considered low quality, that's the one you want to update instead of delete. Right. If you're talking about a page, I agree. If you're talking about a post or an article, well, unless you are an enterprise company and you've got a team that can do that, that's enormous what, amount of work. What's the difference between a page and a post and an article? Every, a post is a page. An article is a page. They're all pages. Now, not when I think about WordPress. I think of a page as something that See, is so can't just, static. There are a lot of people that don't live in WordPress. I Ross. know, I know, I know. But it's, it's just the way I think. So page. Right. So you're talking about static content that's part of the navigation of your site as opposed to a post on a blog that's just also part of the navigation of your site. <laughs> no, but blogs, oh, come on, don't be so naive. Blogs are supposed <laughs> to cycle out of existence. They're, they're date-oriented, date-based. The things do fade. Um, yes, you can possibly get content. You get a lot of juice going to something that's ancient, so but it's so, more than like unlikely not happening. So you're talking to a guy who has sites with literally millions of pages that are date based. If I got I rid know. of all the older pages it's that don't entirely, I agree. That's why but, I said enterprise based. <laughs> but, but it's not. I'm just talking about the fact that old, just because it's older content does not mean it's not going to drive traffic. Does not mean it's not relevant. Does not mean that what's on that page someone's going to search for. Date based means nothing. And when it comes to organic search, in my opinion, in your world, I agree. And I, I also did make make a side comment that there are instances where that content on a on a, a, a normal site, a smaller say small business site again with that's that's right. my world where there's a, the odd one that will and they're pretty obvious they'll stand out ones that don't that you like you said that should get some more juice. It's a matter of identifying them and how much time do people have to do that. Right, I agree. It's but, a great idea. Just a so, matter so, of time. So what would you and, and I guess when you're looking at that kind of analysis, you have to kind of define what what can what do you constitute as low quality? Is it just the number of pages or excuse me, number of words on the page? Um, it's to me, it's going to be um, duplication and targeting across the site, um, duplicate content. Period. If you have that kind of issue, those pages will be considered low quality. So, what when you're doing this analysis, you're trying to decide what do you want to remove or update. How do you determine what's low quality? You need to look at what your goals are. Um, what is your goal? What are you trying to ex increase your exposure for? You know, what is it that you're not being found for that you want to be found for? I mean, there's a lot of questions you have to answer before you can determine what is going to be worth your time and effort. Yeah, but I think it also goes back to when you identify what constitutes low quality, then you can identify what percentage of your site is falls in that low quality bucket, right? Because if, if you're doing, if you're even hear that, that's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. 
Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com. Moving low-quality content for SEO purposes, right? And the reason you'd want to do that, just for, for people to catch up, is back when um, Panda first came out, we, it was kind of a discovered and, and taken for granted now these days that low-quality pages on your site bring down the authority and strength of your entire site. So even your good quality pages are going to suffer slightly based on a bunch of low quality pages on your site. And that that suffering of the good quality really magnifies the, the larger the percentage of low quality site pages you have. So if you have a thousand pages and 10 or 20 of them are low quality, they're not going to impact you hardly at all. But if you have 1,000 pages and 800, 900 of them are low quality pages, that's going to have a huge impact on the other 100 or 200 pages of your site, right? So that's that's why you have to define, okay, what is low quality? Do I have enough of it on my site to take the time to do this in the first place? Is it impacting me? And then what's going to happen if I do do that? How much of a lift am I going to get on those, those good quality pages if I get rid of the low quality pages, right? Those are all things we have taken into consideration, um, and it's unfortunately it's nothing we can really say without testing, right? It, it's really hard to say. Well, if you got a thousand pages and you got five hundred of them, this there's there's no defined, just like everything else in the Google algorithms. There's no way for us to give you a defined, do this and this will happen, right? It's something you got to test. So my approach was towards what we were talking about before, which was. Uh, determining which content you wanted to take and enhance versus, you know, I'm, I'm assuming at this point it isn't performing well, okay? Mm -hmm. Those are the ones where you then decide whether or not it is going to be worthwhile. You need to know your goals. You need to know what you're trying to achieve. And then, yep. you know, if, if it's something that isn't doing well and it's simply not part of what you need to fo focus on, you can do redirects. You can consolidate. Again, I'm uh, always dealing with time limits. Uh, yep. Every client of mine, and, and always, always when you're doing this, make sure you figure in backlink profiles to those individual pages. You know, if it's a low quality page, but it still has a huge amount of you know quality backlinks pointing to it, you might not want to just redirect it. You might want to actually leverage that, direct those backlinks directly, and recreate the content and update that page, even if it's. Even if it's something that might not be, you know, to your point, Ross, specific to the goal you're trying to accomplish, if it's a little, if it contains a lot of authority and you can leverage that authority, I wouldn't just throw it away. And a redirect, while it it works short term, that redirect strength will fade over time. So you might as well leverage it without the redirect. Yeah, and then it comes down to tools. Um, which tools do people have access to? I mean, we know a, a few, obviously, that you can do this kind of research with, but it's mm -hmm. it's a lot of consolidation of data and then managing yeah. to weed through that. And, and, and here I'll tell you right now, I think I've said this on the, on the, the, the show before, this topic we're talking about right now is really, really, really important if you're running an e-commerce site, if you're an auto dealership or a real estate agent using MLS listings, any website that has inventory, some kind of inventory, whether it be product-based, job sites who have inventory of job listings, real estates, any of that kind of stuff. If you're not the only one publishing that job listing or that, that product you're trying to sell, you're basically showing duplicate content. 
because there's a bunch of people out there showing that same real estate listing, a bunch of people out there showing that same product. And people have come to me and say, yeah, yeah, but you can rewrite the product description and you'll be fine. Yeah, maybe a year ago, maybe even still a little bit today, but next year, just a unique product description is not going to set you apart enough to make a difference. So inventory content, if that's the only thing you have on your site, before long, it's all going to be considered low quality and you're going to have to have other content on that site and you're going to have to find a way to get rid of that, block it from search, take it out of the index or whatever, and not rely on those those types of pages to drive your organic search. Let's go right into uh, one here on hotel listings. And I thought this was pretty interesting. Again, this is likely a test. Um, it Well, it is showing as a test at this point. I don't, I don't know. I'm not confident it's going to stay. Right now, Google is showing a highly rated term in hotel listings and search results. So if a, if a hotel has a 4.5 star rating or higher, it will get a highly rated notation. And that pushes down um, content within, this, uh, within the, the local results and actually makes it a lot bigger. It's even bigger than the thumbnail that's showing for the hotel. It uh, really stands out. Which, which star ratings are they using? Just Google reviews? Are they integrating any third-party reviews and averaging it? Where, where is that rating coming from? That, as far as I know, again, it's not a very detailed article. As far as I know, that is just the standard uh, organic review, uh, or sorry, the uh, consolidated review from Google. But I'd have to do more research on that. Is, is it tied to schema on your site, or is it just tied to the Google reviews? Good question. You'd have to look it up. Again, this is an article from Jennifer... Uh, just a few days ago, and I haven't done any more further research on it. But it's uh, it's certainly something worth looking into if you're in a hotel. Uh, the speculation is that this may be something that would move on to restaurants. It seems like a, a good move. I don't know. I think stars are pretty blatant. I don't, why do you need a highly rated notation? Yeah, I, I think stars are becoming the cultural norm, too, across the world. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious something's highly rated. Um, it's got four and a half or five stars and there you go. <laughs> but, but I guess, I guess that's interesting because what if you have a category where there's 20 businesses all with five star ratings, yeah. right? That'd be, that well, could be interesting. I mean, people, it, it, there's certain studies I can't cite. I just read about, um, that's have specified that five star ratings actually are less trustworthy than four and a half star. So is Google really, how much is that being weighed? I, I would hope, and I expect, in fact, that they're weighing this based on extremely trustworthy resources, but they're all based on reviews, right? So unless yeah. you're talking about Zagat reviews or anything like that, that they well, can- Well, Google does know. own Zagat. Exactly. So if they're looking yeah. at that and they can see that it's a person who's authoritative that gave it a high review, then at least that would back it up a bit. Uh Sure. Yeah. Anyway, I, I love the I love these tests. I have no interest whatsoever in tracking them all, but I'm yeah. so glad other people do. <laughs> and, and it's interesting too because there is schema markup specifically for publishers tied to reviews, so that they know it's different than just like a review on a, a an open source or a a you know a community um, sourced review. It's an actual professional reviewer. So there is some schema specifically for that. Perfect. Okay, well, let's uh, take a quick break. When we come back, we have some uh, interesting news from Mueller and Ish. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? 
Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Money doesn't grow on trees. So you'll probably have a better chance of growing your business with cranberries. What? Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. It's Mueller and Eish. Sounds like a law firm, doesn't it? That or like a, you know, a, a, a folk music duo. <laughs> or a really, really, really bad cream you have to put on in bad, bad, bad circumstances. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. So, hey, yeah, John, if you're listening, Gary, if you're listening to that, I didn't take it there. Ross did. <laughs> Uh, yes, I will do that occasionally. Um, okay, so ironically, this is the one article I put in there and I didn't have a chance to read up on, but uh, I'll, I'll just uh, do some verbatim here. So this is an article from Search Engine Roundtable. Uh, it's The title is Google May Release Mobile First Indexed Slowly in Batches. Uh, now, the mobile first index is something that uh, all of us are sort of waiting to see how it uh, how it looks and how it whether there'll be a lot of uh, dramatic change, usually there isn't. Google isn't about dramatic change when it comes to search results. It's, uh, <laughs> I think they finally learned uh, eons back. Yeah. Um, that said, uh, the fact that they're going to be releasing in batches makes good sense. And that's why, that's why I didn't do all the reading. But uh, let's see if I can read this here. Oh, it's John Mueller. They're always harder to read here. Uh, yeah, anyways, this is a link to the video, so. <laughs> yeah. John said it's, quote, unquote, possible that we'll say this batch of, I'm going uh, to abbreviate this, that we'll say this batch of sites works perfectly fine on mobile first indexing, so we'll just switch that over. So he's just saying, you know, this is really not breaking news, but it's interesting <laughs> to get it's, something it's, it's, from them. It sounds know? like it's going to go in categories of businesses, though, right? So if your business category seems to fit better for mobile first, they're going to batch that, do that batch first. It's not like when we're talking about batches, it seems to me that they're looking at breaking up into categories of businesses versus like we're going to do, a, you know, a random 100,000 batch and see what happens, right? So I think that makes a lot of sense, too. <laughs> 
I love uh, what Barry wrote here. It says, of course, if Google rolls this out in batches, it will confuse the heck out of SEOs and webmasters in terms of when this rollout is happening, which pages it impacts and how much of an impact it has. But it will make for writing and covering the rollout a heck of a lot more fun for me. So, so this is this. Well, oh, never mind. I was going to make a, a U.S. political joke. I won't. We did too many of those last time. Well, we're already <laughs> subtle enough. <laughs> uh, next uh, note here is uh, this is pretty rare. Um, someone posted in a uh, Google uh, Webmaster form, I believe, uh, or actually, again, a forum thread, that they're having some problems. Their 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 main site wasn't being, or their homepage wasn't being indexed. Uh, so in this case. Uh, John Mueller responded, Sega, you know, it may not be us kind of thing. And then, well, not long after, he said, yep, quote unquote, we spotted and fixed some things on our side on our side there. So I gather in this case, in a rare instance, Google had found a bug on their end. So it does Very happen. Cool. They, they do have bugs. May just help. <laughs> I would say 99.999% of the time, you're just airing dirty laundry that won't get you anything. But well, if you're not if you're not doing anything wrong, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking. So go for it. Um, nice. And if you're listening to the show, you're not doing anything wrong, right? <laughs> or they, if they just started, they're learning how not to do stuff wrong. That's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, well, do you want to take the next one? I saw you did check it out. <laughs> yeah, the the last one. Um, basically, this is very interesting. This doesn't happen very often at all either. Um, Gary basically on Twitter was responding to um, somebody who posted and or I think he actually read an article and he was upset that the article on SEO was basically basically misinformed. saying misinformed and, and 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 trying to tell people totally wrong information about SEO so he basically said look if you if you if you want to follow some good SEOs here's in no particular order a handful and he named off the, the Twitter addresses for six pretty well-known SEOs in the industry. But I can't remember a time when somebody from Google came and just outright pointed to individuals in the industry and said, these people are, you know, people you should should listen to. Yeah, Can you remember, remember doing that before? I can't. No, I mean, other than them saying, you know, and uh, guys like Danny, you know, you talk to Danny. <laughs> but yeah, he's news. Exactly. He's not an actual, he's not doing the hands-on work and he's not getting paid for that. So, yeah, and, and some of the people, I'm sure if you haven't seen the article, people are interested. Who do they point out? Who do they point out? And Rand was one, uh, Dr. Pete. Who, does Dr. Pete still work for Rand? Is he still at Moz? I, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, Stone Temple Pilot with Eric Ng. Ng Stone Ng Temple Pilot. <laughs> Stone Temple Pilot, yeah, Stone Temple. I always call him Stone Temple Pilot. That's just me. Uh, <laughs> so Stone Temple Consulting. <laughs> yeah, Stone Temple Consulting. It's Pilot, same thing. <laughs> if, they, if I ever walk into their offices and they're not playing Stone Temple Pilot songs and the music, I'm turning around leaving immediately anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Um, so, the, but there, he named off about six overall. And Cindy, of course, which I thought was very cool. She deserves it completely. Yeah, yeah. Cindy from uh, our, our her handle is Suzix on Twitter. Uh, she's great. Nice. So, um, Mobile Moxie. Okay, so uh, we have a couple questions here. I don't know if we've got the time, but we'll try one. Okay, we'll move the other ones to next week. Let's do um, one. Okay, so this one's from Carl Bush. He says, I'm using Divi for my WordPress theme. Good boy, good boy. I like that. That's a good theme. Anyway, there's a button module. When creating a link for the button, it asks what type of link it is. Bookmark, external, nofollow, 
no refer, and no opener. What are the differences between these? So I, I, I had a learning moment there. I had never even heard of a no refer or no opener. You? I had to look them up too when I first saw this question. Eh. Um, they're pretty much, I don't even know why they're in this. Uh, I, but anyway, um, the only thing that I care about from an SEO perspective is the no follow and uh, external. I mean, bookmarks are great. That's just something that you can you can make sure the link is a bookmark link. I believe that's what they mean. But uh, right. yep. Uh, other than that, no. And, no and I haven't seen those. Yeah. I haven't seen that used in a long time. Anyway, because it used to be, it was pretty common that you say click here to bookmark this site, and you click it, and it would add it to the bookmarks in the browser. It's been a long time since I've seen anybody even use that. Yeah. I'm teaching my boy to do that right now because he's got so many darn places he likes to go. He's just learning. He's got his first login. It's pretty exciting. Nice. <laughs> uh, but, you know, is, is, there are instances he's not where it's Facebook helped. Is he? <laughs> no. He asked about that last night. Like, no, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, at least you can tell him they won't let you be on there until you're 13. And by then, he won't care anyway. Yeah, exactly. It won't be cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, bookmarks are useful in those you know instances where you're keeping a few things. I got overwhelmed though, and I imagine a lot of people did. I mean, there's just too much out there. That's what we have search engines for. They're our big bookmark. Yep. <laughs> but you're right. Um, the no follow is the important one on there. Yeah, I think so. So, uh, Carl, I, I guess I know that uh, Mark did a good job of replying to you. Good old Mark Taylor on our uh, Google Plus community forum. Thank you, Mark. Um, but uh, really when it comes down to it, just use a nofollow if you're linking to a site that you do not want to be related to you and you're linking to something that you don't, yeah, you, you can't control. It's not the kind of site that you want to be um, connected with. Use a nofollow. Otherwise, yeah. just an external link if you're going external and uh, make it, uh, I guess, where would be an internal link? No refer or no owner. That's strange. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> he must have missed one. There must be an internal one. Uh, from what I remember, because I use Divi 2, there's just a default one. But, uh, anyway. maybe, maybe the default one is the internal, and then you can use these other things if you want to go something beyond what the default is. Must be. Okay, well, uh, we had some questions from Jane, Jenny, and Chris Woodruff. We will get to those next week, and uh, there's some good ones, so I'm looking forward to that. But today, that's the best we can do. Great. Hope you enjoyed the show. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on cranberry.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 